welcome to the Bless Our Mess podcast, dedicated to strengthening marriages, families, and mental health. Taylor is a licensed therapist that brings his life's work and experiences to these crucial conversations. Life has its way of getting messy, so remember to join us, and together we can bless our mess. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Therapy Thursday. Welcome back to the Therapy Thursdays, right? Um, Hope everyone had wonderful uh, holidays. If it's anything like ours, it's a mixed bag of emotions of stress, frustration, irritation, joy, happiness, you know, feeling overwhelmed. That's kind of how it is in our house. But overall, I hope everyone had um, a really great holiday and that we're kicking the new year off right, you know, Um, and hopefully there's a renewed sense of dedication to bettering ourselves, right? Um, Not just you know, there's a lot of physical goals, you know, like maybe we want, we want to be in better shape or save more money or, or you know, things like that. I'm hoping that we can take a, a step back and, and recognize that there's more to us than the physical, right? And start um, evaluating those areas and, and formulating goals that we can focus on for this year and, and making them kind of second nature and, and habitual within us. Right? So we have our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual self, right? And um, I would invite you to take some time, you know, kicking off this new year to, to reflect on some of those. But today's episode, I really wanted to talk about uh, the aftermath of a fight, you know, um, and it, it happens in every relationship, right? And um, I'm not immune to it either, right? Even though I'm a therapist and I try to help couples with this, I'm not immune to it. And it happens to me. And uh, we recently did have a conflict and it it took us, you know, pretty much two, two days to work through it. We had the initial, the first day was the actual conflict. Okay. And the second day, that discussion was more of the aftermath of the conflict, the aftermath of the fight, the aftermath of the disagreement. So I just wanted to walk you through some steps that you can take um, after a fight or after a conflict that'll help you repair, make amends, but more importantly, better understand your partner on a deeper level. That way in the future, you'll be, you'll have an idea of you know, what triggers your, your, um, partner, your spouse, um, and you'll be more likely to be sensitive to those things, right? Which ultimately over time, um, decreases the intensity of conflict, right? Because we better understand our partner and how to communicate with them. So let's, let's dive into this. Um, keep in mind, you know, but when you're coming back from an argument, right, you, you definitely need to uh, revisit it. Too many times couples have arguments, they get upset, they go their separate ways, and then within, you know, whatever time frame it is, they're feeling normal again, and they never talk about what happened. They sweep it under the rug, and unbeknownst to them, that's just creating, you know, these low-level resentments that will build up over time to significant resentments 
and that's when things can get really sketchy within the relationship. So keep in mind, right, the goal of this when we come back after a fight to to discuss what happened is to gain a, a greater understanding of the whole process, how the issue arose, how we went about trying to talk about it. Um, and it's very crucial, right, to, I mean, the whole point of this is to not get back into the fight. So make sure you're doing this when both of you are calm, okay? So, and one thing that we need to keep in mind is we need to wrap our minds around um, that each of us have our own realities, right? And and each of those realities has validity to it. You know, I talk a lot in private practice about, um, you know, there there is no such thing as reality, only perceptions, right? And so perception is everything. So avoid trying to go down this road of focusing on the facts, right? I'm using quote hands right there, the facts, right? Um, because there's going to be validity to each person's perspective. So, and, and start to pay attention to some common barriers to communication that, that you might have with your partner. You know, maybe um, we might be overcritical or maybe we're defensive or maybe we say and do things that, you know, we later regret, you know, that would be like um, some contemptuous type sayings or, or, or actions, right? So the five steps that I would like to cover with you today, right? The goal is gain a better understanding after a fight of our partner and their inner world, right? So the five steps to doing that, the first one is we're going to take a look at feelings and we're going to share, you know, how we felt and what we're going to try to do during this time is avoid saying you, right? Like you statements um, and why you felt that way, right? Um, definitely avoid commenting on your partner's feelings, you know, just really state how you felt. Okay. That's the first step. And again, we don't want to dive into like these facts, right? It's just ex- explaining um, you know, how you felt. The next thing that we'll cover in today's episode, realities, where again, now we get a chance to communicate um, the reality of our perceptions. And then we take turns doing that. And each person is going to be able to summarize and validate at least a part of your partner's reality. Uh, then we're also going to want to take a look at triggers, right? So we're going to communicate what experiences or memories that might have contributed to or escalated the fight and the interaction. Um, Some of those stories of why those are triggers for us, right? The fourth step in this is responsibility. Acknowledge your role in and your role and contribution to the conflict, to the fight. Um, Taking that personal accountability helps keep everyone else's emotions low, right? And that's the goal. Keep it low so we can better understand each other. And finally, the fifth step is constructive plans, right? And that's, right, we're going to start planning together on ways that we can interact with each other um, next time, right? 
And notice how I say next time, you know, I think a lot of couples um, oftentimes unknowingly set themselves up to fail because they create this expectation that there should not be conflict in a relationship. Because if there's conflict, then it must mean we have this bad relationship. No, it happens to everyone, no matter how healthy and, and, and well that relationship is, there's going to be conflict. So that's why I say next time, let's accept the fact that it's going to happen because then we can prepare ourselves for it, right? Rather than being like, oh, this, this isn't going to happen. And then we're caught off guard the next time a conflict comes up. So rapid fire at you today. Step one, right? The feelings, This is where you're going to share how you felt, but not the why. Not the why yet, right? You'll get into the why in the, when we jump into the realities, right? But you're going to share how you felt. And obviously you need to do this aloud. You know, you need to speak this to your, to your partner. So some of those, uh, some examples to the feelings And notice how, as we kind of go through some of these steps, everything is formulated around I statements. I felt this, right? I heard this, you know, not you said that or you made me feel, right? Like that's not going to do anything but elicit further defensiveness and you'll be right back in the argument. So a lot, a lot, a lot of I statements. Ingrain that in your brain if you want to have healthy communication within your relationship. So examples of the feelings. You know, I felt defensive. Um, I felt not listened to, um, uh, criticized, you know, that maybe my opinion didn't even matter, um, or I felt I felt judged, you know, that's a big one. Um, I felt lonely or maybe ashamed or guilty, abandoned, you know, exhausted, overwhelmed, um, stressed, tired. Um, Maybe you felt stupid, you know, maybe you said something that that the other person corrected and, and you were like, oh, geez, now I feel dumb, right? Um, that could That could play a part into it as well. So, Again, overwhelmed with any type of emotion, any type of emotion that what I what uh, at least Dr. Gottman in his method um, talks about is being emotionally flooded, right? It's where our emotions take over. So identify your feeling and express it. Second step is the realities, right? And again, subjective reality and validation, right? Because we each have our reality based on our perceptions. So when we're talking about the realities, you know, take turns describing your perception, okay, your reality of what took place during the the conflict, during the fight. And describe only what you saw, what you heard, and what you felt. Um, and This is crucial that we really try to avoid attacking or shifting the blame to our partner. Okay. Um, So we might need to, you know, create some distance or some separation to to make sure that we, that we create, that we remain calm. Right. So we definitely have to, you know, 
create that distance in our emotions as we talk about these things. So describe to your partner, like almost like you're given kind of a rundown or a, or a bulleted report, you know, giving an objective moment by moment description. You know, that's where you'll hear uh, where you can say things like, I heard you say rather than you said. It just leaves, you know, by doing this, that leaves room for your partner to correct anything that might have been misheard or misunderstood, but do it in a way that wasn't um, feeling like it was a, a personal attack on them. So we're going to take turns describing our perceptions of of that reality of the conflict. Then we're going to want to summarize and validate your partner's reality by saying, you know, we can say something like, oh, okay, you know, it makes sense to me now why you saw it this way, right? And um, really what we're trying to do is use some empathy in, in this moment. You know, I can see why this upset you. Oh, I can see, you know, why you were so hurt by that. Now, keep in mind, too many couples think, well, if I validate your feeling, then you were right and I am wrong. And it's like, we can't, no, we're on the same team, right? We're, we're trying to figure this out. It's not me versus you or you versus me. It's us trying to create the life that we want together, right? So keep in mind, validation doesn't mean that you agree or that they're right, but that you can at least understand even a part of your partner's experience of that fight. Okay. So once each person has that, that chance to describe their experience with it um, and summarize and validate the partner's reality, we need to just do a quick check-in, you know, do you feel sufficiently heard and understood? And we also want to make sure that your partner feels sufficiently heard and understood. If so, then we can move on, right? But if they don't, that's where you can start asking questions like, okay, you know, what do I need to know to understand your perspective better, right? What, what information am, am I lacking, you know? And then you summarize and repeat back to them, you know, and you can even ask, you know, okay, did I get that right? You know, is there, is there anything else that I'm missing? Right. And once we each feel sufficiently heard and understood, that's where we can start going back and taking a look at, you know, what kind of triggered all of this, you know? Um, so during this time when we're, and this is the third step, right? We're jumping into identifying the triggers that, that escalated our conflict, our fight. So that's where you can kind of take the role of investigator during this, right? We want to take a look at, you know, what was going on prior to things getting uh, out of hand, you know, or in a situation that we never wanted to be in. Um, you know, maybe you had a stressful day at work um, and you came home and, you know, it, it bled over into, you know, having a short fuse with your spouse or, or with your children, you know, we want to take a look at stuff leading up to the big reaction that we might've had during that conflict. So as you kind of rewind this, you know, um, 
obviously I grew up in the eighties and you remember when you would go to rent a movie, say a blockbuster, they always put those stickers on there and that was like, be kind, rewind, right? Rewind the tape. So in this instance, as we start to rewind these incidents, almost imagine it like it's a videotape, right? Of, of the memory. It's almost a movie of the memory and stop at points where you kind of had similar sets of feelings that triggered in the past, you know, for you. And then once you can identify that, you can start telling the story of those past moments to your partner so your partner can better understand why that is such a trigger for you. And this was very crucial in um, Kel and I's conversation on that second day after our conflict we each had a chance to really go and explain the past, those past stories that shaped our perceptions and which are now our reality, right? And we talked about all of those hurtful things in the past well before any either of us had even known the other existed, right? We delved all the way back to those formative stories and shared them, shared the pain, the hurt, and everything, right, that shaped that. And then it became, right, those triggers. You know, I did something that triggered that. She doesn't want to have to re-experience her past, the painful past, right? And then the same, you know, she hit some triggers on 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 me. And again, it, it, it we had to go back and examine how we got to that point, you know, so really sharing the story and and try to give detail and 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 really describe that experience how you felt how it shaped you to who you are today right so continue to share those stories obviously it's going to help your partner better understand you and so as you think about you know your early history or that early childhood is there another story you remember that might relate to what got you triggered right um, maybe examining some of your vulnerabilities, right? That might help you identify some of the triggers because these are things your partner needs to know, you know, that way in the future, next time, right? Next time they can be more sensitive to you because they have a, such a deeper, more, yeah, a deeper understanding of you um, and your inner world, right? So some, let's, let's see, some examples of triggers, you know, I, I felt judged. I'm very sensitive to that, you know. Um, and that was kind of Kel's big thing, you know. Uh, I bring up the thing that was bothering me and she was like, geez, you know, in inwardly she's like, I I felt judged and, she, and that she was really sensitive to that. And mine was I felt dismissed, you know, and that my feelings weren't validated, right? And that was when that happened, you know, that, that, feeling of being dismissed right that's what really triggered me and escalated me you know so we have to really again start to take a look at our inner workings what makes us tick and then be able to communicate that so um and then afterward after we identify those triggers it's time for some validation you know does any part of what your partner had said or does any part of your partner's triggers and their stories make sense to you? You know, so after Kel and I had done that, 
right? It's that's where the validation comes back in. Okay, right? Now that I fully understand the depth of your experience, I can see why that was so upsetting to you, right? And you provide that validation. Again, it keeps our emotional responses low so we can continue in this conversation, a very crucial conversation in that. So fourth step is taking responsibility. Okay. Um, you know, obviously under ideal conditions, you might have done better at talking about the issue the first time, right? But obviously sometimes emotions get the best of us. And when emotions go up, logics tend to go out the door, you know, and that's where we might say and do things that we normally wouldn't say and do some things that might be out of character, right? So we want to take, yes, we're taking responsibility, but we want to take a look at what set us up as a couple for that miscommunication, right? What was your state of mind going into it? So you can share how you set yourself up to get into that conflict. Now, this kind of goes off of um, identifying triggers, um, but we're stating it, you, you know, in the present, like things that happened recently, right? So that would be some examples of that would be, you know, what set me up for this miscommunication. Um, I'd been very stressed and uh, irritable due to work. Um, Oh, geez. I I had not expressed much appreciation towards you. That might have set one of them up. Um, Maybe it'd been, I had been overly sensitive. I had been overly critical, right? We're taking responsibility. Um, and my biggest one, right? And if Kel was on the episode with us, she, she would be shaking her head and agreeing 100%. Um, the responsibility I have to take is like, I, I had not shared very much of my inner world with her, right? Um, I, I kept a, you know, I keep a wall up at times and we all do it because we want to protect ourselves from any pain or feeling hurt. And that's the one I struggle the most with. Right. So just taking responsibility over that, you know, of like, Hey, I didn't let you into my inner world sooner. And now it bubbled to the surface and you know, that played a big part in our miscommunication and it played a part in, in the conflict. Um, so as you go through and you take responsibility, um, it's time, you know, the next step would be to specifically identify, you know, what you regret, you know, what was your contribution to, again, the fight and basically evaluate what you want to apologize for, right? And that could, some examples of that would be, you know, I'm sorry that I overreacted, um, sorry I was so defensive. Um, I'm sorry that I, you know, was, had verbally attacked you or sorry, I didn't listen to you. Sorry. I didn't take the time to fully understand you. Right. Like things like that. We're taking some ownership over that because we want to, obviously this is a, a repair attempt, right. As we're, as we're taking responsibility as we identify what we're sorry for, we're trying to repair the damage that may have been done during the conflict. So we also want to, after the apology, you know, find out if 
our partner actually accepts the apology, right? If you do say, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I accept that. But if you don't, that's where you can circle back and, and really express what it is you need, you know, because if you find yourself not accepting the apology, that still indicates that you don't feel sufficiently heard or understood, right? And then here we are, final step. The fifth step is you're going to create some plans, right? Some constructive plans. Um, And this is where you go back and forth. And I'll say this to Kel all the time, right? Where I ask her, what can, what can I do differently? Right. So I don't trigger some of the past hurt, you know, that, that she might have, what can I start to do different to avoid, you know, creating this incident again, having it repeat itself over and over. Right. So Share one thing that your partner can do, basically, to make a discussion of this conflict or these issues, have it be a better result next time, you know. And then, you know, while you're still taking your turn to talk, you can share, you know, one thing that you plan on doing to make it better, you know. So when I ask Kel, hey, what can I do? She's going to tell me, right? And toward the end of that, I shared with her, hey, you know, I'm going to let you in, (laughs) you know, I'm going to let you in a little early on because I recognize my fault in all of this is I had these feelings and these, these, um, preoccupying thoughts, these ruminating thoughts, and it just started to build up in me until, right, we reached the moment of conflict. And so she told me what, what I could do better, you know, um, to avoid this next time. And then that was mine, right? I came up with my own, I created my own constructive plan of like, Hey, I need to let you in when, when these things are at low level before they build up. So as we try to create these constructive plans, obviously we want to try to be as agreeable as possible to the, to the plan suggested by your partner, right? And it's really easy to, to, you know, hey, this is what I'm going to do, right? Because it's what you want to do. And when we want to do something, we tend to do it, right? And so when you come up with your own constructive plan of what you'll do next time, yeah, you're more likely to do your part. But sometimes when, you know, we're being asked to do something, um, we, we need to keep the greater goal in mind, right? To protect the relationship, we're trying to grow and deepen the relationship, strengthen the marriage, strengthen the family, right? And so try to be as agreeable as possible to this constructive plan, right? And so those are the five steps. Um, oftentimes, arguments and conflict and things, they kind of have this pattern, right? And the reason why I'm going to share this with you is that way you can kind of know what you see when you see it. Um, And that way it'll better kind of set you up to have these discussions for the aftermath of a fight. But, you know, typically conflict or a fight within a relationship has kind of four steps to it. And oftentimes it starts with some form of criticism, right? Hey, I noticed this or you didn't do that, right? And once that criticism starts, we tend to become defensive, right? We try to defend ourselves And that will go back and forth, that criticism and that defensiveness until it escalates, right? Because when those two things go back and forth, 
criticism, defensiveness, we start to become emotionally flooded. And once we're emotionally flooded, that's when we start saying things, you know, that are contemptuous, right? Almost like we're speaking down to our partner. Now we start saying things that we know will hurt our partner, right? And then eventually we get to what Dr. Gottman calls stonewalling, right? Where we just, one person just completely shuts down and is ignoring the other person as if they don't even exist, okay? So some things that you can do during those to kind of help keep the conflict low and be able to be able to stay in this mode of being calm and discussing the issue rather than it blowing up in our face, right? So when you do have some form of criticism, remember to use a gentle startup, right? Hey, I noticed this was going on, you know, that's not normal to you, you know, is everything okay? You know, you, you use a gentle startup. And once we start noticing defensiveness in ourselves, right? That's where we can jump right into taking responsibility over our part in the contribution to, right? Don't, <laughs> don't tell your partner to take responsibility, right? Because that's criticism. And then they're going to get defensive and they're going to throw that back in your face. So when you're defensive and you notice yourself being defensive, that's where you take personal responsibility over your contribution to the current conflict, to the current fight. Once we reach that state of becoming like emotionally flooded and we're, you know, saying those hurtful things. And if you recognize you're in that kind of the antidote to that is describe your own feelings and needs. Um, don't describe your partners, describe yours, right? Wow. I feel hurt. I feel rejected. I feel dismissed. I am, um, I feel judged, right? Um, and that's where you'll also express what you need for, for, for yourself and from your partner, you know, um, for me, I need to create distance, you know? And so when I was emotionally flooded, rather than saying things that were hurtful, I recognized it. And if I need, um, distance to calm down, right, I'll go for a drive, you know? And so I got ready, you know, and went out to, to go for a drive, you know, and I expressed to Kel, I'm like, I, I just need some space right now, right? Well, give me some space so I can calm down, right? I expressed what I needed for myself and from her. And then finally, you know, that's the stonewalling because um, that's what I was doing, right? I was like, I need to create that space. I'm putting up my stone wall. That's where you start to do some physiological self-soothing, right? You can start changing the conversation with yourself. You can start doing breathing exercises and so forth. So jump on, uh, jump on that. Hopefully all of this has helped. Remember, just accept the fact that there's going to be conflict in any relationship. So rather than trying to avoid it, become masters of conflict learn how to have a fight and how to make a, re a repair, right? This aftermath of a fight. Thank you for joining us on the Bless Our Mess podcast. We hope this episode has added value in your life and the lives of your loved ones. Don't miss out on future episodes by subscribing, following, and reviewing the show. Remember, when life gets messy, to join us and together we can bless our mess.